Well, hello there, my silly little gooses. Welcome back to another episode of the Midweek Breakdown, presented by My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. I am G2. I am here to talk to you guys for 10, 15, to 20 minutes about any and everything. Certain episodes will be designed specifically to address a certain topic, like last week's episode was me talking about secession, while this week's episode will just be a smorgasbord of topics. And to start it off, I want to talk about an incident that happened in Florida, as this comes from the Florida Times Union. As the title will read, a 17-year-old Florida girl stabbed 15 times before attacker cuts his own throat, what we know. A 17-year-old girl was stabbed more than a dozen times, along with her mother, and a bystander in broad daylight in a Florida parking lot. The incident took place at a Ponte Verda Beach restaurant Saturday afternoon on June 3rd in front of a crowd. Afterward, the 18-year-old suspect started to cut his own throat, according to an arrest affidavit. The family identified the daughter and mother as Madison Schemitz, who's 17, and the mother is Jacqueline Roge, who is 43. Now, the attacker was Spencer Ross Pearson, 18, was charged with two accounts of attempted premeditated first-degree murder and one for aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, according to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. Now, in the article, they would state that Madison did break up with Mr. Pearson a couple months ago. They had been classmates at a high school where she played softball and he played football. The arrest warrant did say Pearson began to follow and harass Madison in April. On Saturday, Madison and her mother met some friends at Mr. Chubby's Wings and saw Pearson seated at another table. He was threatening her safety. Tatiana, who is Madison's older sister, would say, My mother was looking to get a restraining order against him, so this was definitely premeditated. This was definitely something that he had planned. Now, they would go into detail at what happened at Mr. Chubby's Wings. As the family headed to their vehicle, Pearson was seen charging towards them. One of the victims told investigators, Pearson held Madison with one arm and stabbed her about 15 times. As her mother tried to stop him, she was stabbed in the forearm and leg. A bystander who tried to get Pearson off of Madison was also stabbed. That's when Pearson sliced his own throat, telling witnesses he was trying to kill himself according to the arrest warrant. Now they would give details into how bad Madison and her mother were cut. They would say that Madison couldn't feel her legs due to spinal wounds. The family is, however, confident she will recover, and their mother did suffer some cuts to the face and forearm, hand, and thigh, but is recovering. The bystander, he would tell Times Union's partner, First Coast News, that he heard people yelling in the parking lot and saw a man stabbing two women. He said it was all a blur, but he just wanted to get the man off of them. After it was over, he discovered his right hand had been cut severely, damaging an artery and several ligaments. Now, having read that, I do want to give the man, the bystander, uh, his credit. His name is Kennedy Armstrong, and I want to thank Mr. Kennedy Armstrong for stepping into a situation where it was completely volatile and that he didn't truly have to step in. But when you think about it, you see someone getting stabbed up by a idiot, by someone that is loony. You either got two choices, either one, you mind your business, or either two, you intervene. And he did the heroic thing by intervening, and... He stepped in and allowed the mother and daughter to still be living today. So I want to thank him for that. And I just want to put this as a cautionary tale to anyone, whether you are older or younger, it doesn't matter who you are. Please be careful of the partners that you are picking. Please be careful of the people that you are dating. Once you start seeing red flags, please walk away out of that relationship. I'm not putting this on Madison for what happened to her and her mother. I'm not putting this on her at all. 
I'm just saying this as a cautionary thing for anybody that is dating someone. Once you see a red flag, that is a flag that you cannot get past. As in a violent red flag, please step away and please try to get some type of documentation to say that, hey, this is what happened and I need some type of legal documentation to keep that person away from me. Because this is what could basically happen. She dumps the man, he ends up coming back months later after stalking her and he decides to attack her and her mom because her mom was just beside her so for this i hope he serves a crazy amount of time but for this being just two counts of attempted premeditated first degree murder and one count of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon i don't think he's going to serve as much time as the family will want him to serve or even people out in the public will want him to serve to be completely honest with you so Again, cautionary tale, please be careful who you're dating and please be careful of when you break up with them, what they might do to you or just in general, what they're going to do. Because certain people are sane, certain people are not. Just want to just throw that out there as a safety precaution for everyone here. Now, moving away from that, I want to talk about Target since this is Pride Month. Um, there are a lot of people getting upset at Target. And I just want to read this to you guys. This comes from the Washington Post as it would read, Emboldened shoppers threaten Target workers over Pride Month items, brandishing her own scissors in front of a guest services in a Target store in South Florida. The customer chopped up her own credit card while lambasting the retail chain for carrying Pride Month merchandise. I am never shopping here again, she warned. This episode recounted by an employee to supervisors was just one of the several tense encounters that workers have reported over LGBTQ plus items at the South Florida location, said the manager, who spoke on the condition of anonymity over fear of losing his job. Now, further along in the article, it would say that retailers such as Kohl's, Walmart, and Petsmart have also felt backlash from the far right for stocking items that extol equal rights, and acceptance for gay, lesbian, and transgender individuals in Target's case, though it has pulled its Pride merchandise and promotional materials back from store windows in recent days after a string of threats and harassments against employees, the move that sparked multiple bomb threats threatening Target's in Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Utah from people claiming to be angry about the removal of merchandise. At the Target in South Florida, shoppers have called employees child groomers, a far-right slang term for pedophiles, and accused them of shoving your woke agenda down our throats, according to the manager who spoke to the Washington Post. When he donned a bright safety vest over his company's issued Pride-themed t-shirt to help a customer carry goods to his car, the shopper looked at him and said, Oh, is that so? I could shoot you easier. That interaction leaves the supervisor with conflicting issues about Target's decision to pull back its Pride merchandise. It's 50-50, he said. I hate it, but I kind of understand it. On one hand, he felt the employee had abandoned its LGBTQ plus employees, but he also sees reasons for backing down because the harassment from customers makes him feel unsafe. Now, I don't like people feeling unsafe. That's not cool. That's not right, especially when you're just doing your job. And especially whenever it's a company-issued t-shirt for a certain month. Pride Month has been around for I don't know how long. It's been around for a good amount of years now. And again, Target has been one of the leading uh, companies that backs the Pride movement, back the LGBTQ plus 
movement and all that good stuff when it comes down to June. That's been their thing. And for people to just be upset about it, it's completely stupid. I don't understand why you guys are upset about it. I don't get it. If you don't like their policy, if you don't like what they're doing, the only thing you have to do is literally not shop there in the month of June. That's all you got to do. Or if you feel that you need to get some out of Target, guess what? You have eyes. Go to where you need to go and get the hell out. Don't try to roam around the store as you would do on any other month. But you know what it is. If your political or your biblical reasons or whatever type of reason that you have against their agenda, if you will, for the month of June conflicts with how you feel, guess what? You either got two choices. Either one, you get in there, get what you got to get and get the hell out. Or either two, you just don't go in there and wait until the month of July and then go right back in there. That's all you got to do. You don't have to act like a jackass to the people that works there. It doesn't make any sense. Life is truly easy, but human beings make it so complicated. Literally, all you got to do is mind your damn business. Mind it. That's all you truly have to do in this life. Mind your business, stay in your lane. If you want to help someone out, you help them out. That's all you have to do. You don't have to be a jackass like some of these customers are because of people that are celebrating Pride Month. A company that is celebrating Pride Month. Don't be a jackass. So if you are listening to me right now and you feel a certain type of way against the LGBTQ plus community and you shop at Target, don't go to Target. Go somewhere else. Just lay low. Wait until July and then pop back in. All the pride, like big old banners and all that kind of crap, they'll be gone if you have a problem with it that way. Just handle your own. Don't get at Target. Don't be a jackass. Just think rational. That's all I'm trying to say. Just think rational. Be rational. That's all it is. Target, continue doing what you got to do. I don't want your employees to feel unsafe because of certain individuals just being complete a-holes. So please, just do what you got to do. And please uh, keep your employees as safe as you can. Because I believe that you guys don't want a lawsuit from your employees if they get harmed. So whatever you got to do to keep your employees safe, just do it before you other people that feel just a certain type of way against the LGBTQ community in the month of June. Just stay in your home and just wait until July and then you can pop back out and act right with the rest of uh, humanity. That's about it. Now, on to something else that I found really troublesome here. Because it kind of peaked on something I said Sunday in one of my topics, but I'm going to read it to you and I'll tie it back together. As this comes from Cincinnati's uh, The Inquirer, a University of Cincinnati student says she failed her assignment for using the term biological woman. Olivia Koshek, a student studying chemistry at University of Cincinnati, posted a video on TikTok detailing the incident last month in this clip, which has received over 400,000 likes and 2.8 million views. Olivia has said she received a zero on a project proposal in her women's gender studies and pop culture class for using the term. Students were tasked with submitting a proposal for a final project about feminism. Olivia said her proposal was about the history of women in professional sports, which will include the topic of transgender women competing in women's sports. In her proposal, Olivia said her project would show how transgender women competing on teams that align with their gender is actively taking away the opportunities of biological women and 
violating the opportunities they have fought so hard to gain in the first place. Olivia says she received a zero on the proposal, according to the student. Her professor left notes on the assignment saying it was a solid proposal, but that the terms biological woman or exclusionary and not allowed in this course as they further reinforce heteronormity. She also said her professor later emailed her saying the terminology was transphobic. I 100% know that this is like the most biased grade ever because my project is about transgender women competing in biological women's sports, Olivia said in the TikTok. The student said she reached out to the University of Cincinnati's Office of Gender Equality and Exclusion about the grade and was given an extension on the project and allowed to continue with her initial proposal. A different professor will grade her final project, she said. Now, Olivia did not give out the name of the professor who gave her the grade on TikTok. The inquirer has reached out to the university to gather more information. And so far, as of this right now recording, they have not uh, given out any type of details. But in her TikToks, if you do want to go see it, her name is Olive R. Views. She would have it right there. It even has a screenshot of the said comments about saying that this is a solid proposal but the term is biological or exclusionary and not allowed. It has that right there. She posts it up for you to see. And I think it's not right. I think that if you have a problem with someone, you can easily grade them the way that they're supposed to be graded, but you can make your own little notes as teachers would do or professors would do. They can just write down like a note in it because here's something that I did. Now, I was in a woman and gender studies class. I don't remember the last one I was in, but I was in one of them. And... We had like five professors, five or four, each one teach something different. And for one of my professors in that class, it was a, um, God, Broadway. We had to talk about something about Broadway. Uh, we had to discuss a Broadway play or Broadway uh, play that got turned into a movie. Long story less long. I said... The main gist of what the play was about, they got turned into a movie, and I used the word uh, hermaphrodite in it. Now, the professor still graded me. I still got like a 100 or about a 95 on the project because I turned it into like a podcast episode for that. And, um, the professor graded it. Uh, I got a note back saying we don't use that type of terminology anymore that terminology is hurtful to the community and that's all but he was still able to grade my well my assignment still grade what I sent in and when I found out the note I was like oh okay cool so I know you can't use hermaphrodite that is terrible that is not good for the community that's at least something that I learned at that time but for someone to get a zero because of using a word or the term biological woman that's not right, because technically, if you want to get technical with it, someone that's a biological woman that was born a woman that identifies as a woman, you're a biological woman. That is what it is. Women's sports are technically biological women from whenever they got it to now. That's technically still a biological woman. Now you're just introducing transgender women into the fray now. That's all you're doing. So for her to get a zero on this... That's not right. I'm glad that the University of Cincinnati uh, board or whoever is looking at it did give her ample amount of time to 
continue on with her project and they did assign her a different professor that's going to grade her right i'm glad they're doing this because this is a lawsuit at the highest of its form because you can't do that it's just not right just because you have a preference on something you got to take your personal preference out of this because you're doing your job now you're doing something that will affect another student's grade and you don't know what that student is going up against you don't know if they're trying to make dean's list uh high honors or whatever that is you got to do your ability and do your job as a professor you just can't take this personal so again i'm glad that university of cincinnati is taking care of this student and allowing her to continue on and do her project the right way and i'm hoping that they talk to whoever professor that is and that they will sternly let them know they can't do that they have to take their personal feelings out of it because if not this is a lawsuit on university's hands so again glad no lawsuit came about but again something still could easily change by the time this thing comes out and more information comes out but congratulations to the university of uh, cincinnati for taking care of that and i'm glad uh, olivia is getting more time on her project now having said all of that um, it's almost time for me to get you guys out of here. I do want to say I did see Spider-Man uh, across the multiverse or across the Spider-Verse. And that's a good film. I understood exactly why a lot of people were raving about it. As I said on my Sunday episode, A, movies are coming out. So parents are going to be spending a lot of money into these uh, movie theaters this summer. I don't know what type of meeting the Hollywood execs came about to make this happen. But boy, oh boy, they got... Uh, parents, they got the parents' wallets in a clutch, in a chokehold right now, if I'm going to be completely honest. But if you haven't seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, go and check it out. They got a lot of Easter eggs about past Spider-Man movies in there. And it's just an enjoyable watch, to be completely honest with you. But at the end of the movie, I'm not going to spoil it. A lot of people were upset. So just uh, be prepared for that. Now, having said that, that was not an ad, by the way. I didn't get paid. I just want to make something be firmly known that I did like it. So just for people to go out there and try to uh, enjoy it as well and see it. Now, if you did not listen to my Sunday's episode, my Sunday episode is out right now. It is called Step Your Game Up. And also, if you watch professional wrestling, I talked about professional wrestling from last week. It's on Wrestling Highlights of the Week and stuff that could ultimately happen in the upcoming future on that episode as well. And if you do happen to listen to Secession or watch Secession, you can go and listen to last week's episode if you didn't miss it. Now, with all the endorsement of self-endorsement out of the way, now it's time for me to get you guys uh, the music of the week. And the song of the week for this week, it is Amy Winehouse, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? To be completely honest with you, I have no idea why my mind was going on Amy Winehouse, but when I listened to this song, I thought to myself, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to play at the end of the show. So if you have never listened to this song, you're about to be in it for a treat. So I present to you Amy Winehouse, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Tonight you're mine completely You give your Yeah. Mm-hmm.